I might just do the whole podcast like this. <laughs> I'm really considering it after a night like last night. Like, let's be honest, Wilson hiding behind a Vado still bangs t-shirt. Probably going to be a pretty good idea. So maybe, I don't know. You could do the whole Wilson thing. Uh, probably not. Anyway, that's probably really annoying. Sorry about that. I'm your host, Jeff Gar. Thank you for joining in to the Lockdown Reds podcast. Today, we're going to talk about another devastating loss that the Reds have endured this season. And I'm going to talk about why I'm really annoyed at Reds fans that love to proclaim doom and gloom. We're going to talk about all that and then preview Goody and Kyle Muller coming up today at 5.10 p.m. Really good chance if you're still doing the commuting thing from your office and stuff like that, that you're going to be driving home as the game is beginning. It's kind of a weird thing. We'll talk about all of that on today's podcast. Before we jump into all of that, I wanted to let you know that you can check out the Locked On MLB podcast. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully. <clears throat> Man, I almost forgot that. Um, please call him Sully. He knows baseball, inside and out, baseball present, ba- baseball past, and he imparts that information to you each and every day. And Sully, if you're watching, I'm sorry that I like tripped up all, all over that. You're awesome. Go listen to Sully and watch him. I think he's got a YouTube channel now, too. That's the Lockdown MLB podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, and right here on YouTube. But now, let's talk some Reds. <laughs> The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Locked On Reds podcast today. I think I'm coming on the other side of this allergies and all this other stuff. I still kind of got a little bit of issues from that. So if you hear a weirdness in my voice today, that's why, or if I got to clear my throat more than normal like that. Thank you so much for watching and listening though. If this is your first time, make sure that you are subscribed. That way you don't miss anything that I've got for you here about the Cincinnati Reds each and every day. I'm a delusionally optimistic fan. I've, I've, I've come to terms with that. We're going to talk about why later on, but I want to start talking today. I know the Reds lost. I know it was devastating. I know that we were all mad. I I didn't want to talk for a minute there after the game ended. I was like, what what are we doing? Baseball, why are you so cruel? But Joseph Daniel Votto is absolutely on fire. There are teams. I don't know if you saw this statistic on the broadcast last night, but there are teams that have less home runs than he does since July 20th. Since July 20th, Joey Votto, 14 dingers. Since July 20th, the Arizona Diamondbacks have 13 dingers. And since July 20th, the Pittsburgh Pirates have 10 dingers. Joey Votto is absolutely, you can't contain him. You can only hope to maybe limit him to some kind of hit that is inside the ballpark because right now he's on fire. Four hits last night. Two of them were home runs. Both of them were two-run home runs. He's absolutely on fire. And to be honest with you, if anybody isn't talking about Joey Votto in the MVP conversation this year, look at this. All right, now you're going to look at the 
the little whiff thing and you're going to be like, oh, hey, this isn't that great. But look at everything else. Average exit velocity, max exit velocity, hard hit percentage, expected batting average expected slugging percentage i'm getting choked up talking about all of this stuff he is absolutely phenomenal on a tear we're talking about one of the best hitters in baseball joey Votto. who saw that coming in fact i mean we were talking about how he could just be uh serviceable in this lineup coming into this year i had a bold prediction that he would finish the season with an ops plus of 130 or greater he's currently at 140 i might have undersold the boldness of that prediction i cannot believe how awesome it is to watch joey Votto night in and night out however last night was a flashback And I'm not talking about the devastating losses that the Reds have suffered this season because there's at least a handful of them. Tommy Thrall at the end of the game during the postgame began his postgame wrap up by saying, Cowboy, that was, they don't get more devastating than that. I think he said that like six times already this season, but I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the majority of his career. We are going back to the years of like 2014. 2015, 2016, 2017, even 2018 to an extent, Joey Votto did absolutely everything he could to help the Reds win, and he got no help. Now, hear me out on this, because I know you're going to say, well, Jeff, they got Castellanos, and Jeff, they got Moustakis, and they got Jesse Winker. Those guys didn't show up last night. That's why it was a flashback for me. The lineup outside of Joey Votto on Wednesday night had six hits and 38 at-bats, and they struck out 13 times. Now, Eugenio Suarez actually had an RBI, which was nice to see. We haven't seen a whole lot of those for him this year. And Kyle Farmer had a very clutch RBI single in the 11th inning. But Mike Moustakis is still coming back from his injury. He left a lot of dudes standing on base last night. Nick Castellanos still looking like he's getting his timing down. Wasn't himself. He did have a hit, but you know, I mean, clutch Casty. That we, we haven't seen him get back to that level yet. It's Joey Votto right now, and he needs some help. Jonathan India had an off night last night. They let him actually take a breather, which he's a rookie. I don't know why he needs a breather, but whatever. I get it. He, you know, want to keep guys fresh down the stretch and all that different stuff. But overall, the lineup didn't help him, and then pitching didn't help him either. Wade Miley wasn't good last night. And and the reason that we say that is simple. The biggest uh, accolade that we have given Wade Miley this season is that he limits hard contact. In fact, look at this. This is a graph. This is his baseball savant stat cast, his percentile rankings of all that different stuff. Average exit velocity. I'll point to it right there. It's amazing. 94 percentile. He's very good at limiting hard contact. But now, and it won't, it won't let me cover it, but imagine that the average exit velocity didn't exist on this graph and you look at everything else, he's an average pitcher. Max Eslick velocity, whatever, that's you know the hardest hit ball he's given up. That's kind of in the lower percentile rankings there. His hard hit percentage is okay. Expected weighted on-base average, ERA, batting average, slugging, it's all right there in the middle. League average. He doesn't really strike a ton of people out, but he's pretty good at limiting walks, so that's nice. But overall, a Wade Miley that doesn't have 
the ability to limit hard hit contact is a way Miley that is a very average pitcher. And that's what we got last night. He gave up five runs, but he still gave the Reds five innings. And really, he settled down there in the fourth and the fifth innings, but he had thrown so many pitches early on, and the Reds had a chance to pinch hit for him and hopefully get some runs. It didn't work out because Jonathan India struck out looking, but they had a shot there, so they took it. They're like, okay, we'll take him out. It, it was just frustrating to watch from, I, I'm sure from his standpoint, you know, Wade Miley's uh, standards for himself are very high. The interesting thing is, though, when you look at a season as a whole, that's really not that big a deal because this is the first time since May that he's allowed more than four earned runs in a game. He's been phenomenal this year. He's been so consistent. So the lineup stepped up and came back. It's just when it mattered most, at the end of the game, they couldn't hold on. And, And the bullpen, for the most part, was awesome. Michael Lorenzen kind of made you sweat there in the ninth inning. Uh, Michael Givens looked pretty solid as well. And honestly, Lucas Sims for his first two batters was phenomenal. The problem is he's still kind of getting into the swing of things. And I know people say, well, Jeff, he had a rehab stint. He should be in the swing of things from the rehab stint. It's totally different. I mean, rehab is like spring training. You're not going to be able to simulate the adrenaline, especially in, in, in level with Lucas Sims for a minute on this. Lucas Sims is pitching back in his home state. He grew up very close to Atlanta. He has been very tied to Georgia his entire life. He is back in the Brave Stadium. He is pitching in front of fans, in front of family members, in front of friends, all of this other stuff. And he is in the bottom of the 11th inning. He's got a lead. He can win a game against his former team. You talk about all of the like Hollywood story drama lines. I think I put them all on there. I, I don't think of another one that you can bring up there. Plus, independent race, they're fighting for their lives, all this other stuff. There's literally not a storyline that you can tack on top of the fact that Lucas Sims was on the mound trying to get three outs. And I get it. You're going to say, Jeff, he's a major league ball player. He should be used to this. <sighs> Whatever. All right, you go do it. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Like, I, I hate the fact, and I'm bummed for the fact that a friend of the podcast, Lucas Sims, ended up giving up that game-winning home run. But, man, oh, man, it's just a marathon of a game and yet another one that you chalk up to the category of devastating loss. And I, I hope they're not mounting to the point that they're going to be insurmountable, but it just feels like they're sort of adding up here. And, look. I've got some positive vibes coming in on this because it's frustrating to watch Reds fans reactions. I get it. I understand. We don't want our favorite team to lose, but where a lot of Reds fans go, whenever Reds, whenever the Reds lose this dark place that they find themselves on twitter.com. Number one, I should recommend that, you know, if the Reds lose, just, you know, get off of Twitter, just leave Twitter behind. I don't know. Like set it down for a night. You're going to live. I'll live. I set Twitter down all the time. I try to live without Twitter. It's fun. But some fans go to this dark place where they immediately have to determine the fate of their team for the rest of the season after a loss. And I understand we're in crunch time. I'm getting into my rant. This is supposed to be for segment two. All right, get ready. There's a rant coming. Segment two here coming in just a minute. Before we get into that, though, I want to let you know that you can get your next part for your car 
at rockauto.com. They have an easy to use interface so that if you know exactly the brand that you're looking for, you can find that. Or if you don't know a brake pad from a brake rotor, from a tail light, from a steering wheel hopefully you know what a steering wheel is but you know whatever if you don't know what you're looking for they can help you out go to rockauto.com today check out their easy to use interface and order your next part there because they'll deliver it right to your door plus they have been doing this for a long time we're not talking about some newbies to the game rockauto.com knows how to customer service and they will deliver the parts right to your door when you go there in the checkout section in the how'd you hear about us area Type in Locked On to let them know that your pal Jeff from the Locked On Reds podcast sent you. That's rockauto.com. And in the checkout section, in the How'd You Hear About Us area, type in Locked On. Rockauto.com is amazing because they have reliably low prices on all of their parts. They always have all the parts for your car that you'll ever need, and they have reliably low prices. You're not going to get these different price tiers based on whether you're an amateur who's just trying to restore a classic car, or if you're a professional who's working on an everyday driver. They've got the same prices no matter what at rockauto.com. So go there today. Check out. In the How'd You Hear About Us section, type in Locked On because rockauto.com has all of the parts that your car will ever need. And speaking, okay, well, not speaking of auto parts, because this really doesn't do anything for you, but check out the Wild Alaskan Company. They have amazing seafood. We're all trying to get healthier. We're all trying to eat better. We're all trying to increase our livelihood with the food that we eat. And seafood is one of the best ways to do that. I love seafood just for its taste, but its health uh, stats are amazing for you as well. And I mean, when you go out to eat, you probably love to order fish anyway, but it's easy to get it delivered right to your door. The Wild Alaskan Company delivers high quality, sustainably sourced wild caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, whitefish, or a combination, and every month there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium, wild-caught, individually wrapped portions of delicious seafood. I'm, I'm talking about smoked salmon. I'm talking about wild sockeye salmon. I've had some amazing halibut, some cod. I had some smoked salmon pesto pasta. I love pasta. You can never feed me enough pasta. And when you combine seafood with it, <sighs> Wild Alaskan does it right. Check him out today at wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB, and you'll get $15 off your first box of premium seafood. That's wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB to get $15 off some amazing seafood. I'm talking about fish that you're just going to eat, and you're going to be like, man, we went to some fancy restaurant, didn't we? Mm-mm. Nope, honey, I cooked this, so here you go. WildAlaskanCompany.com slash MLB. Save $15 off your first box. All right, rant time. Uh, look, I know when you hear the word rant, you're probably thinking, all right, time to tune to something else. But uh, <laughs> seriously, we got to talk about this because we are talking about our favorite baseball team. We're talking about, and really in sports in general, this is not a Cincinnati thing. This is a sports fan thing in general. And I feel like it was brought on by social media. People want to be right. People want to be the first to be right. And people want to do it almost every day. I mean, I mean, people love being the smartest person in the room and Twitter is kind of a room on the internet. So people just trip over themselves to be the first to be right. It doesn't matter what subject it is. I mean, sports is not 
the it's not a vacuum. They're they're not the only area of Twitter that gets this. I mean, politics, you've got economics, you've got everyday life, you got food, you got people who want to be right about, you know, their favorite shows and stuff like that. I think social media is the reason that people love to hate on star Wars now because of the, the sequels and all that stuff, which don't get me. I could do a whole podcast on that one, but cause I like them, whatever. I'm going to get way off topic. Anyway, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all this other stuff has created this environment in life where everyone has to be right. And everyone has to be the first to be right. And it's created this entire subsection of sports social media that I hate. I do not like this. The idea of being a sports fan is to have fun watching your favorite team. And sometimes you can have fun in the doom and gloom of your team and all this other stuff. But there are people out there that have like this need, this, this inherent feeling within them. I must proclaim the time of death of my favorite team's playoff chances, and I must do it before anybody else. Why? Well, what do you gain from that? Who on earth has fun saying when it's time to stop watching your favorite team for their playoff chances? That doesn't make any sense to me. In fact, I'm making a proclamation today to you right here on the Lockdown Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr, and I'm proclaiming right to you right now. You're never going to hear me say that. I did it last year. I was trying to do the whole thing where it's like, okay, let's let's analyze. Let's let's see in the Reds and their position and how good they're playing. Yeah, they're just they're not going to make the playoffs, guys. Just, you know, stop worrying about it. And guess what happened? They made the playoffs. I know it was an expanded thing and they didn't score any runs for 22 innings and things like that. So that's beside the point, though. Everybody's saying they're not making the postseason. I don't get it. I'm done with it. I don't want to hear it anymore. And let me tell you why. There's plenty of examples. And you're going to say, all right, here we go. But listen, 2012, the Oakland A's, they were five games back of the Texas Rangers with nine to play. Five games back, nine games left. How many of you people just turn the TV off whenever you see that? You're not watching A's baseball anymore if you're an A's fan or whatever like that. Guess what? You missed out because the A's came back. They won game 162 and they jumped into first place. I mean, they kept, you know, they won like those nine games and whatnot and the Rangers lost some. So that's why they came back. But the point is they came back and they did it with the second lowest payroll in all of baseball. In 2006, the Minnesota Twins were down nine and a half games on August 1st behind the Detroit Tigers. I'm talking about the Detroit Tigers with an amazing hitting shortstop in Carlos Guillen. You had a good bat in the corner outfield, Maglio Ordonez. You had a 23-year-old Justin Verlander and a pretty solid pitching staff, including a pretty solid bullpen. Kind of sounds like the Milwaukee Brewers in 2021, whatever. Nine and a half games back, the Twins come back and win the division. It can happen. And 1995, everybody loves Ken Griffey Jr. He was hurt most of the season in 1995. He comes back in August only to find his Mariners down 11 games to the uh, to the Angels. They come all the way back, and in a one-game playoff at the end of the year, they beat the Angels 9-1, to and they go all the way to the ALCS. They just so happen to run into the Yankees, who ended up beating them and going to the World Series. But listen... This idea of proclaiming death of your team's playoff odds, 
I hate it. I'm done with it. You're never going to hear me say it here on the Lockdown Reds podcast. You're never going to see me tweet it at Jeff Carr with three Fs or at Lockdown Reds. I'm not talking about it. I'm a fan. I love the Reds, and I'm never going to sit here and tell you that your favorite team is not going to make the playoffs because it can happen. Until they are mathematically eliminated, it can happen. Mathematically eliminated is the only time that you will see, you will hear me say the Reds aren't making the playoffs because, well, it's mathematically not going to happen. They have a shot. They've got a talented lineup. And I know that I said that last night they didn't support it, but that was one night. The The lineup as a whole, once Moustakis and Cassianos have their timing down, which probably will be tonight or later on this afternoon. Again, weird. 5-10 start time, whatever. I love them. I, I think they've got a talented lineup that can hit well enough to support a starting staff that can pitch well enough to give them a chance to win. Now, the bullpen is usually a toss-up, but whenever Sims is back to, you know, being able to pitch a ton in, in high leverage situations, nights like last night, they suck, but it's going to galvanize him in his mind. He's going to be like, all right, this is what we're doing. I got it. We're ready. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. If you're tuning out because you think that the reds aren't making the playoffs, fine, whatever. I can't help you. I'm not going to sit here and agree with you. I'm not going to sit here and proclaim that the reds are out because they're not until the mathematically, uh, eliminated, uh, fat lady sings. Maybe we might work on that. Anyway, that's my rant. We're going to talk about tonight's game. Vladimir Gutierrez is going up against Kyle Muller. <sighs> Another lefty. I think Atlanta has like 700 left-handed pitchers on their roster. Anyway, before we get into all of that, though, I wanted to let you know that you can still get in this introductory offer at betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag and set up your profile with the promo code locked on to get 50% added onto your initial deposit. I'm going to take a break from giving you tips. I was wrong about last night. I was wrong on Monday. So we're done this week with tips because you're probably mad at me. I, I said that you take the under last night. They crushed the over the the over under was 10. I said, go under. They went over whatever. I'm, I'm not mad about it. Go to betonline.ag, set up your profile with the promo code locked on to get 50% added onto your initial deposit. And you can check out great lines on major league baseball. They've got NFL futures as well. You can bet on things like team win totals. You can even go for like awards. Like I think Joe Burrow right now is plus 600 for a comeback player of the year. I kind of took that. I, I like that, but I'm not, I'm not going to say you should take that. You might not even be a Bengals fan, whatever. Go to betonline.ag, set up your profile with the promo code locked on to get 50% added onto your initial deposit. All right, let's uh, wrap it up with a little bit of look ahead. We've got Goody and we got Muller and we got a weird 510 start time coming at you today. Goody, um, it's it's interesting to note because he's currently in the middle of a nice streak of starts. He's had three straight starts of six innings or more and not allowing too many earned runs. The only thing about that is he's had a pattern this year where he has two to three really good starts and then he has one really bad one. So hopefully that's not going to happen tonight, but I'm saying if it does, you heard it from me to just be ready, have a nice strong drink handy when you're watching it, although you might be driving home from work again, weird. You probably shouldn't have strong drinks when you drive home from work, but just be ready for this. And hopefully the lineup is ready to support him. However, he has looked pretty solid as of recently, 19 and a third innings in his last three starts. He has 15 strikeouts and only six walks allowed. 
the strikeouts you like to see come up, the walks again like to see come down. Because of that, Statcast still isn't really bullish on uh, on, on Goody. They they don't love the expected stuff with him. And you see these numbers right here, and that's kind of what I'm talking about. Everything is blue. You want it to be red. It's kind of blue, except for the hard hit. The hard hit is you know pink and his spin rate on his curveball is pink as well. So that's nice. But everything else is kind of warning you, and it's something that our friends over at Reds Content Plus have been talking about virtually all season with him, is look, don't get too lofty expectations when it comes to Goody pitching. When Goody is Gucci, we are happy. But don't expect it to be every time. He fits in nicely as the fifth starter for this Reds team. He's a league average pitcher. If you look at his wins above replacement, whether it be baseball reference or fan graphs, that's kind of what they're saying. It's like, you know, point something here or there, whether you're looking at either site, which means that he's roughly barely better than replacement level. And I'm fine with that. The Reds have had plenty of pitchers that have been replaced below replacement level as of recently. So for him to begin his rookie season as a replacement level pitcher is a step up from a lot of the guys they've been bringing up in the last couple of years. So that's a nice thing. Hopefully he, uh, he pitches better tonight. Hopefully he continues the nice streak of starts that he's been on. But again, like I mentioned, just be ready in case something happens. XFIP still says that he's getting lucky. He's got a 4.15 ERA. His XFIP is 5.55. Is, is there a correction coming? There could be a lot of runs today, depending on how Goody pitches and how Moeller pitches, because Moeller, while you're going to look at his stats and you're going to see, well, Jeff, he's got a two-something ERA. Moeller is interesting. Because like Dylan said yesterday on our Crossover Plus One episode, he runs his pitch counts up quickly. He dominated the Reds back in June whenever they faced the Braves, but he only did it for five innings because he threw a lot of pitches doing it. He only throws 45% of his pitches, according to Baseball Savant, in the strike zone. That's 3% less than league average. Plus, when he allows batted balls, he gives up 63% fly balls. And he only allows, and, and I'm kind of running over this, but because I'm, I'm running short on time, I want to keep it a little bit concise today. But 63% fly balls, he only allows 2% of those, or so far he's only seen 2% of the fly balls that he's allowed go out of the ballpark. That is due for a correction. Plus, when he allows a batted ball, he's got a BABIP of 238. That's due for a correction as well. We're talking about a dude who all year in 34 innings has allowed just one home run. This dude is due. And the Reds, hopefully, are going to be the people to deliver the bill that is due. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. And, and weirdly, too, I mean, you're going to look at his stats and say, okay, Jeff, Kyle Moeller looks pretty good. Also note this, when it comes to statistics, he leads the NL in wild pitches. He has thrown nine wild pitches, and he's only had, not, he's only had 34 innings pitched. So, yes, he has shown some talent, and he's shown some talent against the Reds but there are chinks in his armor, and I think that the Reds have a chance to get up on Muller, hopefully support Goody to a win, and take this uh, the series uh, ending game and salvage some kind of dignity in Atlanta. There's something about Atlanta. Maybe it's the new ballpark. Maybe they like built it with some sort of black magic. Um, there's like 
you know, some sort of voodoo in, in dude with the walls and imbued. There's a word there. I don't know. Whatever. The Reds just don't like playing there. And, and uh, hopefully they can get out with a win today because I don't really want to talk about a fourth loss in a row. That's going to be really hard to talk about. So let's see what happens. Again, weird 510 start time. Most likely you'll be listening to it on your way home. Hopefully you've enjoyed listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast and watching here today. If you have, make sure that you're following and subscribed on the YouTube channel. You follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Lockdown Reds and get your takes, get your questions. If you think I'm completely off base about the whole proclaiming doom and gloom with the playoff things, let me know. 513-549-0159 because tomorrow we're going to get to a lot of Lockdown Reds line stuff. So 513-549-0159 or hit me up on Twitter. We'll talk about it tomorrow right here on the Lockdown Reds podcast. Thank you for watching and listening. Thank you to everybody who is subscribed to the podcast. You guys are amazing. And I wanted to let you know, before we go, go check out the Lockdown Bets podcast. They've got a lot better insight. You're talking about a couple of dudes that really know their stuff when it comes to sports betting. That's the Lockdown Bets podcast. Find it wherever you get your podcast. I'll talk to each and every one of you tomorrow.